Chicago Bears fans are going to be debating Justin Fields a lot over the next few months. And so today, I really want to get at the core questions behind this debate so we can stop talking past each other and really get at the central disagreements here. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow Locked On Bears on all of your favorite social media platforms, including the Locked On Bears YouTube channel, where you can keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On the show today, I want to really take a step back and look big picture and truly understand what is at the core of the Justin Fields debate because it's not as simple as do I think Justin Fields is good or not? Or do you think Justin Fields is good or not? It's like when you when you say, should the Bears keep Justin Fields, there's a lot more behind that when it comes to like specifically what's happened with Fields up to this point in his career and what might happen to Fields next. Like separate from, okay, how much is he worth in a trade and how much would the number one overall pick? Like if we take the assets, the team assets side out of it and look specifically at Justin Fields, who he is as a quarterback, what his path has been like so far and what we think his path could be like from there or from here. That's where I think we find the core disagreements where we can have more productive discussions, debates and arguments about Justin Fields, as opposed to like yelling and talking past each other about Caleb Williams, this and number one overall pick that and, you know, quarterback contract this and, and, you know, resetting the window that like, well, let's, let's get the core of Justin Fields here first, because I think people end up, trying to argue Justin Fields and they're, they're making points about two different, they're not even talking about the same topic within the Justin Fields debate and end up just talking past each other. I think at the end of the day, whether you are someone who strongly believes the bears should keep Justin Fields for all of these reasons, or strongly believes the bears should trade Justin Fields for all of these reasons. This is a debate that has merit on both sides. This is one where whether whatever side you're on, there is logic I think intelligent football reasons why you should keep Justin Fields. And there are intelligent football reasoning as to why you should trade Justin Fields. And this is not one of those that should be black and white and should be obvious. Like, oh, everyone obviously should think this. And anyone who thinks the other one is an idiot. Like, that's not the case here. There are, there are very legitimate arguments to keep Fields and very legitimate arguments to trade Fields. And I want to get at like, okay, if there's legitimacy on both sides, then like, Where does that exist functionally in this debate? Because I think it comes down to a few key topics that we'll get through on the podcast today, but it comes down to like how you feel about Justin Fields' ability to be developed from here, how you feel about the level of support Justin Fields needs in order to be successful, and also how you feel the Chicago Bears' ability is to provide Justin Fields with those things, and then sort of concurrently then how you feel Caleb Williams could perform 
in contrast then to how you answer those questions about Justin Fields. Like that's, that's the bigger picture, like thousand foot summary. But I really want to get into specifically like what those questions and what those beliefs are. And depending on how you feel about this or that will shape how ultimately you feel about the Justin Fields debate. First though, I want to start with where I think everyone can agree. Like I think in any good debate, right? You have to sort of start at, at the quote unquote truth, the facts, and then get to the opinion after that. And certainly like in football, nothing is black and white. Nothing is hundred percent true. But I feel like whether you're, whether you think the Bears should keep Justin Fields or whether the Bears, you think the Bears should trade Justin Fields. I think both sides can agree in Chicago through the first three seasons of his career. He has not been developed well. He has not been put in great positions to be successful. Now, whether that's an excuse or whether or not, you're, you know, how, how strongly, but like, however you feel about it, those are those, like, those are universal. I guess they're opinions, but like agreed upon universal feeling about fields in Chicago. No one is sitting here and saying, man, fields had a great upbringing in Chicago. Fields was in a great position to succeed his first three seasons. Matt Nagy, year one, comes in as the number two quarterback behind Andy Dalton. Doesn't get, and I think, was he number three at first behind Nick Foles? Regardless, comes in as the backup quarterback. Doesn't get to work with the starters much at all through OTAs, minicamp, training camp in the preseason. Plan is he's going to ride the bench for a while. Good in theory, perhaps, but four weeks into the season, he's thrust into the starting lineup as the starting quarterback having had no time or very minimal time to practice and prepare with those starters and really kind of thrown into the fire and sacked nine times against the Cleveland Browns, right? Like uh, everything seemed to go very poorly in that stretch for him. And it seemed like it was a general mismanagement by Matt Nagy and company of preparing their quarterback. Then of course, there's all the questions about like, Matt Nagy as an offensive coach and the scheme that Justin Fields was put in at the time. And, you know, you can make an argument his offensive line was pretty bad at that point. Some receiver talent, but like supporting cast was average at best. Coaching was below average there. And the way it was handled his rookie season, below average. You head into year two, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus come in, tear down the whole roster. So now Justin Fields has a terrible team around him. Luke Getze switched up the scheme about halfway through the season. And it felt like maybe there were some flashes there. Maybe something was cooking a little bit and there was optimism heading into year three, but then Getsy and the offensive staff really kind of botched that. The offense is stale and unimaginative to start, not putting Fields in a good position. Then Fields gets hurt with the thumb injury, misses, you know, six games or whatever, four, five, six games, whatever it was. Plays better at the end of the season, finishes stronger, has DJ Moore, has slightly, you know, better weapons and is in a better situation than they had been the previous two years as far as supporting cast. But like, was it enough progress? Was it everything the Bears wanted? No, but it was representing progress. Like the weapons got better, the offensive line got better, the defense got better, but the coaching still not where it needed to be. And that to me is the most important of of all of them. Like all of this seems like generally agreed upon. Like, yeah, we're all on the same page there. Like he hasn't had good coaching, hasn't had great supporting cast. It got the supporting cast got better this year, and so did him. But it all, all in all, like he hasn't taken that big leap forward that everyone wants. And at the end of the day, like I think we all agree, Justin Fields, a unique talent, has a higher ceiling as a quarterback than most other quarterbacks. Even if you think they should trade Justin Fields, I think most of us agree the ceiling there is high. Like you can see him do the kind of things sometimes, occasionally, that Lamar Jackson does, that Jalen Hurts does. Like he has that kind of ceiling. It's just a matter of how often you see it. But I think we can all kind of agree, like, 
that's where Justin Fields has been up to this point. Like the, the coaching has been bad. The supporting cast has only recently gotten better. And then it's debatable, like how good it is and how much better you think it's gotten. But like it has gotten better, but it's only recently gotten better. And this is like, okay, that's where we're all on the same page, right? That's where we should all be generally in agreement on that's the setting the stage for the Justin Fields debate. We're all kind of in the same page there. It's from here. It's from this point that we get at some of the core questions about Justin Fields' future where we diverge. And I think if we can identify where those disagreements are, then we can have more productive discussion about those disagreements and how we feel about this Bears quarterback. So we'll kind of get at some of the main sticking points that I see in this Justin Fields debate next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same questions. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with, kind of like a franchise quarterback. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board because it has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. I'm on LinkedIn. I bet you're on LinkedIn. And if you're not, a lot of your friends, family members, and coworkers are all on LinkedIn. So you're getting access to qualified candidates more than anywhere else. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn dot com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So now that we've set kind of the baseline here of like the Justin Fields debate. Okay. We've got, we've got our sort of understanding. We're all on the same page of where things kind of have gotten us to today. You know, as this comes out January 22nd, this is where the question and the core of the debate is like, how how much you feel Justin Fields needs in order to be successful and how successful you think he be he can be. Like, I think the first question is like, do you think, how much do you believe Justin Fields can still get better? I think one of the core disagreements behind this is, is okay, Justin Fields has played three seasons in the NFL. Is he still malleable? Can he still be developed? Or is he more or less stuck in his ways, right? I mean, not stuck, stuck. Every quarterback changes a little bit over time and there's ups and downs, but like, can you make him still something or more than he has been through the first three seasons of his career, right? We kind of agree that the first three seasons were not good. Where we might disagree is whether those first three seasons now doom him for the rest of his career to never take that next step or whether he is still growable and coachable. I think and I think most people will find will think well yeah he's still developable and can be built into something greater and then it becomes a question of do you think he's going to be able to right is he able is he capable of it? I think most of us would think so. Some people might say no after 3 years you are what you are in the NFL and that's it and there's not a lot of room to grow and take next steps. It's very rare that you do see that, and it's, it's kind of more the exception than the rule. You can't expect Justin Fields to be the next Geno Smith or the next Baker Mayfield, although I think those two guys give us some evidence that a quarterback like Justin Fields, when put in the right position, can be successful. So even if we, even if we say that's accepted, like we say, you know what, everyone believes Justin Fields could, keyword there is could, 
still develop and get better like a Baker Mayfield or a Geno Smith. If we agree there, then it's then it's a really question of like, what does Justin Fields need in order to be great? And can you, do you trust that you can consistently give him what he needs to be great? Like does, a, does getting the genius offensive coordinator, the smart, innovative, usually young, but doesn't have to be young, but the smart, innovative, cerebral, bright, offensive coordinator does that fix justin fields you know if you if you had i mean you can't you're not gonna get ben johnson but like ben johnson the equivalent of the ben johnson of the lions right if you hire if you hire the right offensive coordinator can that alone fix justin fields i mean that that's that that's a key part of this debate do you believe that the right offensive coordinator will get justin fields to be great maybe i mean that's where that's where people will disagree right it's like i i don't know if the right offensive coordinator can squeeze this out of him or if he's the guy that is always going to have some limitations in terms of pocket presence, footwork, going through progressions, making right decisions with the ball. Like that's, that's a part of this debate. And then, okay. If a smart offensive coordinator alone, you know, is it a smart offensive coordinator plus weapons? Does that, does that make Justin Fields? Is that the situation? Justin Fields needs to be great. He needs a smart offensive coordinator and needs good weapons. Does he also then need, you know, good weapons and a good offensive line? Does he need, Good offensive coordinator, good weapons, good offensive line, and a good defense. Like, like, what is the general level of support that you think Justin Fields needs? If you're someone who thinks Justin Fields needs a lot of support in terms of offensive coordinator, weapons, offensive line, defense, then you're more likely to be someone who thinks, yeah, trade Justin Fields. He's going to need too much support. Whereas if you're someone who sits there and thinks, man, if you just got him a good coach and another decent receiver, this guy could be great then you're someone whose team keep Justin Fields, right? So really what you're, deba- what, what you're disagreeing on is not Justin Fields, but what you're disagreeing on is how much support Justin Fields needs and how easy it is to provide that support, right? That's, that's the, these are the kind of questions I want to get at because, because then you're argu- you end up arguing about Justin Fields, but really you should be debating that question, the support question. How much support does he need instead of just talking about is this guy good or is this guy not good? Because I think you have to ask yourself, okay, if we, we all agree Justin Fields will be better with a better offensive coordinator, what are the chances that he gets that offensive, the right offensive coordinator to unlock his full potential? What are the chances, whether it's in Chicago or elsewhere, that Fields lands with the offensive coordinator that's going to unlock him? You look around the NFL right now, like how many of those really good, innovative, smart offensive coordinators, like we talk about, like that's what Justin Fields needs. How many of those are out there? How many teams have those right now? And how many more of those guys are there waiting in the wing? I mean, we don't know, but you look around the NFL right now, 14 offensive coordinator positions are open. Almost half of the NFL either fired their offensive coordinator or lost their offensive coordinator or for whatever reason has a vacancy at the offensive coordinator position. So half of the teams in the league don't like their offensive coordinator. And that doesn't even mean the other half are all geniuses. Just means the other half are all people, are all teams that were still worth keeping their offensive coordinator. And so, how many of those, how many of those good offensive coordinators elsewhere in the NFL or in the NFL also need a quarterback and also would trade for Justin Fields? Or even from a Chicago Bears perspective, like how confident are you that Matt Eberflus is going to hire the smart, innovative, good, genius offensive coordinator that can unlock Fields? Because at the end of the day, like that's a big part of this question too. It's like, if you keep fields and hire the wrong offensive coordinator, 
then he's probably not going to pan out, right? Because we've kind of seen now through three seasons, like if you don't have a good offensive coaching staff for Fields and also the weapons aren't good enough, like can can Fields overcome bad coaching if he had better weapons and stuff? I mean, he couldn't quite, he did it occasionally this season, but not, I mean, not a lot. Like, so part of this debate on Fields is like, okay, at the very least, like if you if you hire the wrong offensive coordinator and you draft a quarterback, at least down the line, you'll have a chance to get that quarterback a better offensive coordinator while he's still on his rookie deal as opposed to Fields, where if you keep Fields and hire the wrong offensive coordinator, by the time you fire that offensive coordinator, Fields will be at the end of his rookie contract in need of another deal, and then it becomes more expensive, and then you still don't know whether Fields is going to take that next step because he had another bad offensive coordinator, and you're, again, sort of screwing yourself down the line. So like, if you're sitting here confident and saying, man, the Bears are going to hire this offensive coordinator, and he's going to be the really smart, genius guy that's, that can unlock my quarterback— well, then, yeah, you might be a lot more inclined to keep Justin Fields because you have faith in the offensive coordinator that you're going to get working with Fields. But if you're sitting here thinking, man, Matt Eberflus botched both of his previous coordinator hires, I don't trust him to get a coordinator that's going to be able to unlock Fields, then you might be more inclined to say, yeah, trade Fields. because Not because Fields himself is the problem there, but because Matt Eberflus or because the Bears are the problem there in not being able to get Justin potentially the right coordinator that he needs. So like, that's where I want to get at this, right? It's like the debate over Justin Fields is not even fully about Justin Fields, but it's also about how you feel about what the Bears will have around him or what their ability is to put around him versus what another team's ability might be to put around him and whether you're worried about him going to another team and playing really, really well because they are able to do those things around him that maybe the Bears haven't been up to this point. And so like, that's why I think like when we're disagreeing or debating about Justin Fields, Let's make sure we're like getting to the core of these types of discussions where it's like, okay, well, are we agreeing on what the offensive coordinator vision looks like and what the supporting cast vision looks like? Because then I think, I think it narrows down a little bit further into like Justin Fields' talent, right? And based on, okay, how much do you think Justin Fields needs to be successful? Like we were talking about with coordinator weapons, offensive line, and if he needs those things, and depending on how much you think he needs, that reflects how good of a quarterback you think he is. But I think there's an interesting question here when it comes to ceiling and supporting cast and what you get if you support fields properly, as opposed to what you get if you support other quarterbacks properly. So I want to get into this question when it comes to like Fields's talent in particular and sort of the, the quarterback comparisons that come with that next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And it's America's number one sportsbook because right now, new customers will get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place any $5 bet. You bet $5 on anything, whether it's one of these championship games coming up in the playoffs here or any sports, basketball, hockey, soccer, tennis, you name it, any $5 bet. Win or lose that bet, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets added right to your account that you can use on more parlays and spreads and money lines, over-unders, you name it. They've got it all at FanDuel, all on a FanDuel app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. It's a lot of fun to get in on the action. It makes these games matter a little bit more, even when you don't have your team directly playing in them. So connect and get your $150 in bonus bets at FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So we've gotten some of the questions behind the Justin Fields debate here, but I think there's a core 
there's a core issue in here that that I think people start to argue back and forth on and then miss the point, right? It's this idea of like, okay, we all recognize that Justin Fields needs more than what he's gotten in Chicago up to this point. That's pretty universally agreed upon. Then the debate becomes, well, like, okay, sh- could another quarterback need less support than Justin Fields? You know, a Caleb Williams, for example. Like, would you be getting a quarterback that you feel like doesn't need as much support as Justin Fields in order to be successful. And therefore you feel like that's the better option at quarterback because then your general manager and coaching staff don't have to be as perfect or as high quality for that quarterback to still be able to succeed. And so you're able to have more success. You're able to have a a greater margin of error and more wiggle room for that quarterback success compared to someone like Fields. If you feel like Fields needs a lot more support than what he's gotten with the Chicago Bears. And I and you sort of think about people making the case all the time where it's like, okay, if you get Justin Fields, a smart offensive coordinator and some good weapons and a good offensive line and a good defense, he can be great. And people will point will fire back right away and say, yeah, but most quarterbacks, if you give them a good offensive coordinator, good weapons, a good offensive line and a good defense, most quarterbacks are going to be successful in that situation. That's what every team wants for its quarterback, and that's what every team is trying to do for their quarterback. It's what the Chicago Bears have been unsuccessfully trying to do for Justin Fields and for their quarterback. So yeah, like, yeah, people say, well, if you just gave Fields the weapons, the line, the defense, and a smart offensive coordinator, man, you would be cooking. A lot of people say, well, a lot of quarterbacks could be successful in that situation. So why keep Fields when you could go get a chance at another quarterback who you're also trying to support in that same way, who might be better again in lesser with lesser talent and you don't have to, and you reset the rookie contract on that quarterback. And so then you don't have to pay fields after a couple of seasons while, while also trying to prop him up or inflate him or make him his best with this supporting cast around him. But I think what that back and forth misses a little bit is the ceiling for Justin Fields being so high. Like, I think it's true that, yes, if you have a good offensive coordinator, good weapons, a good offensive line, and a good defense, most quarterbacks are going to be successful. Any quarterback worth worth a darn in the NFL is going to be successful. A guy like Jared Goff can go to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's playing better this year, but Brock Purdy. I mean, you know, all these conversations of guys that we debate, are they actually good or do they just have a supporting cast that's good? Well, that's, that's why, because they have a good supporting cast. So, of course, like, you put Justin Fields on the San Francisco 49ers right now, he's probably going to be doing pretty darn good, right? I mean, yes, we we all get that. But I think Fields specifically, like we talked about at the beginning, right? We all agree this guy is a unique talent that has a higher ceiling than most quarterbacks. And so I think if you put Justin Fields with a really good supporting cast, you're not just going to get a successful quarterback, but in theory, you should get an elite quarterback. Like Justin Fields with a good offensive coordinator, good weapons, good line, good defense should be, in theory, MVP caliber player because of how good he's looked before, how high he's flashed, and what kind of talent we think he all has. We all think he has, I should say. Whereas, you know, you put Mac Jones in an offensive system with a good offensive coordinator, good weapons, good O-line, good defense, which he has not had in, in New England, we should say. But by comparison, like a lower ceiling quarterback, he could be very good and could go on a playoff run with his team. But like an average quarterback in that kind of supporting cast versus Justin Fields in that kind of supporting cast 
are two distinctly different potential outcomes there. And so like, you know, I, I think like what it boils down to me is like, yes, ideally we all want a quarterback who is great. Even when you're lacking in the ideal situation around him. I think we've seen now through three seasons, Justin Fields is not that guy. You know, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, the quarterbacks where it's like, wow, these guys are able to do things on the field that overcome a lot of things going poorly around them or against them. But that doesn't mean he can't still be a potentially great quarterback. But if you believe, for example, Caleb Williams is that guy who is great, even when you're lacking in supporting cast, even when your offensive coaching might be iffy, even when your receivers might be iffy, even when your offensive line might be iffy. Like if you believe Caleb Williams is that, then you have to take him because we've kind of agreed that Justin Fields is not that. Now, how can you be definitively sure Caleb Williams is that? No one can, but that's from a general manager and evaluation standpoint. Like if you truly believe that he is, then you have to go after that. And I understand why you would have to go after that. If you believe he can be that, then take him because Justin Fields is not that. But that doesn't mean Justin Fields is not valuable. Like if you believe, like if Justin Fields can be elite with supporting cast, then you only replace him if you believe the replacement is at least that, right? That if you believe the replacement can also be elite with a great supporting cast and then also maybe better in other ways, then, you know, you take that quarterback. But if you're not, you know, if if you don't believe his replacement is elite with a supporting cast, that's good. Where Justin Fields has that ceiling to be elite with a supporting cast, that's good. Then, then Justin Fields can still be your guy. Like, if you believe, he can be developed. And if you believe the Bears are going to hire the right offensive coordinator, and if you believe that the Bears can get the right weapons around him, and you believe that he is elite when you give him all of that support, then you're only going to get rid of him if you truly believe that other quarterback is better than that, that exact thing we just described, right? If you're giving that other quarterback the same sets of supports and situations that Fields has been through, and he would be better in those situations, would be better when supporting cast is not as good and would be better when the supporting cast is very good, then you take that other guy. And I think that's why Ryan Poles uses this phrase, right? I need to be blown away by the rookie quarterbacks. I need to be blown away last year by Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. This year needs to be blown away by Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Jaden Daniels, etc. Because in order to be blown away, like he needs to believe that that quarterback can ascend and exceed when the supporting cast is not as good as it needs to be. Where Justin Fields has not been able to excel when the supporting cast is subpar. But the truly elite of the elite quarterbacks are still able to be great even when the supporting cast is subpar. And we've seen Justin Fields is, is not that. But if you don't believe that these quarterbacks are that, then you, that's where you got to be blown away, right? That's where Ryan Poles needs to be blown away. If you don't believe Caleb Williams or whichever quarterback is that next tier up, then it becomes a tough question. Then, then it is like, okay, well, if, if you think Fields can be elite with a good supporting cast, and you think Caleb Williams would be about the same with that same supporting cast, then isn't your risk lower in keeping Justin Fields? At that point, because you already know what Justin Fields is, Caleb is is going to be a, a little bit of a crapshoot. Like, there's a risk that Justin Fields doesn't become elite, and there's a risk that Caleb Williams doesn't become elite. But Justin Fields is the guy that you have, and you've seen his ups and downs and how he handles himself and all that stuff. Caleb, you don't know exactly how it's going to go. You have a better sense of how it's gone for Fields and how you think it could go if he got the coordinator, the weapons, the line, and he's got the defense pretty much now. But you know what I mean? So that's why 
this Justin Fields debate gets, that, that's why it's frustrating when it gets so oversimplified between like, because people start arguing different aspects of this. So they're not even arguing about the same aspect about Justin Fields. They're arguing about what his ceiling is. When one person's arguing about the coordinator, the other person's arguing about the weapons not being good enough. And one, one person's arguing about what he was doing at Ohio State and stuff. Like, to me, we got we to gotta really get at what are we actually disagreeing about? Are we disagreeing about how much we think he can still be developed? Or are we disagreeing about whether or not he's actually going to get a good offensive coordinator? Or are we going to disagree about what his ceiling is if he has the right support? Like, those are all valid areas to disagree about. But let's, let's make sure when we're arguing about Justin Fields that we're clear about what aspect we're actually disagreeing about and not just yelling randomly about Fields and Caleb Williams and trying to post highlights of this and see Fields, watch Fields do, do this. That's why they should keep him. Well, let's get at what that actually, what we're actually trying to argue here. Is it about his ceiling? Is it about what he could be with a supporting cast? Is it about how much you trust the Bears to hire or not hire an offensive coach? Is it about how much you think he can still be developed versus how much you think he's set in stone? Or is it about how much you love Caleb Williams as an alternative or whatever alternative you love more? That's what's central to this Justin Fields debate and why I think there's valid beliefs on both sides and that it's not clearly, obviously, one side is the smart, right decision for the Bears, but there's some very valid reasons why you would go with Caleb Williams. There's some very valid reasons why you would keep Justin Fields. Let's just hope at the very least we can make it through these few months of the Justin Fields debate without tearing each other apart and destroying each other and bringing everybody else down. Maybe we can try and have respectful discourse on the internet. I mean, trying to be optimistic here, even though it doesn't usually ultimately pan out that way. I'd love to hear what you think about the Justin Fields debate here and how you how you think about the way people are arguing this and if you think people are being productive at all in how they're talking about Justin Fields. Let us know in the comments here on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel or you can post on the Lockdown Bears Facebook group. Tweet us at Lockdown Bears. However you do it, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up this week, we'll check in on Bears' defensive coordinator candidates and any updates we get in either of those searches there. As well as we're going to be joined by Alexis Kraft, who's going to break us uh, break down some of the Bears' offensive coordinator candidates with the Rams' background and kind of get a sense of what McVay does in Los Angeles that the Bears might want to bring here and also get her thoughts on fields and a bunch of other stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun talking to her. i been looking forward to this one as well. So coming back for that, I think... Wednesday's podcast, as it's scheduled out right now, we'll have more guests joining us throughout the offseason to help you bear down.